morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hey everyone, and welcome to Digital Dumpster Diving, where we dig through digital games and movies trying to find something worth our time and maybe yours. Will we find trash or treasure? I'm Dave, and with me is Matt Peters. Uh, what did we dredge up for today, Matt? Well, today we decided to go with a game. Our first game in hopefully a, uh, a long series of, of painless games, um, Mind's <laughs> Eye. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm already messing it up. It's Mind's Eyes. Mind's Eyes is a psychological horror game developed by Stanislaw Trachowski and published by Turnbex. It was released on August 31st, 2016 as a free game, which you can pick up on Steam. Yes. Yes, we can pick it up on Steam. If you're so inclined, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I was so inclined. Yeah, you know... I was hoping somewhere in the game we would discover what happened to the apostrophe in minds, or if it was like minds plural, but yeah, it kind of left me wanting in that in that regard. Spoilers, I don't want to ruin the whole thing for you guys. Uh, it was probably lost in budget cuts or something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know, cut for time and all that. I'm sorry, we could only fit nine letters into the title, no symbols. That's it, man, that's all they got the budget for. <laughs> That apostrophe guy got fired at the last minute. He didn't finish his job, obviously. So, you know, screw that guy. And everyone else involved with this game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, I I went in... Um, see, I'm generally not a big fan of horror games. Not for any particular reason, but in terms of movies, most, or at least in my experience, a lot of horror movies are just gore movies and they're not particularly scary or thought-provoking and maybe again maybe i'm just finding the wrong stuff to watch and maybe there's better stuff out there so going into this i i just haven't played a lot of horror games and and so one thing i will say for this is the the jump scares at least for me and maybe this is saying more about me than the game but they were very effective and some of the setting points like the house itself looked kind of cool I liked the art on the walls, except a lot of times it was the same picture 15 times throughout the house. Um, but the, the art was cool. The modeling was, for what it was, it was pretty good in the house itself, not in any of the other settings. Um, and it, it did make me want to play better horror games. Well, in that regard, I definitely got you covered. Um, I'm a big horror game fan. Like, I have played... The majority of the Silent Hill games, I have played the Resident Evil series until they stopped being a horror game. Um, Just stuff like that. I love horror games. Anything that can, you know, give me engaging gameplay and make me almost want to jump out of my skin. I, I appreciate that, especially around Halloween time. So we're getting to this a little bit late in the season, but I had, um, I had hopes for Mind's Eyes, and well, I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit later, but before we dig at and with our ta- claws and gnashing teeth, we should probably talk about our rating system. Just to, uh, to remind you guys, the rating scale of digital dumpster diving goes from toxic sludge to hazardous to reusable to treasure. So, of course, treasure being the, the most coveted title that uh, one of these projects can hope to achieve in uh in in your eyes and my eyes here so yeah let's let's uh let's dig right into mine's eyes 
Yeah, you wake up in a house or a cabin or something. I'm not even sure. And Is it in the woods? Do we know that much? You can't even see out the windows. I got the. Uh, it's, I, I need to play through it again um, to do some recording, more recording. Um, but I, I got the impression that there was a storm going on outside, but I couldn't tell where it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it had little... kind of a cabiny vibe, though. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The electricity keeps turning off and lights break and stuff happens and i thought that there were some good ideas that just never went anywhere and i'm not gonna give it a toxic sludge although maybe i should it's a free game and it's short you know in less than an hour i was able to get through this and so i didn't feel like it stole a lot of my time but it just wasn't that good i'm gonna have to go hazardous okay okay i i respect that decision (laughs) (laughs) so on my end, uh, it was very ambiguous to me. Uh, of course, it's impossible and unavoidable not to make uh, comparisons to the unfortunately canceled uh, Silent Hills demo that was on PS4 PT because it, it has very much of, of that same vibe, even down to uh, the staticky radio kind of uh, setting the, the atmosphere for you there. The graphics were okay. I understand that it's basically a one-man team working on this, so I'm willing to forgive a lot of the shortcomings, especially since it seems like Turnvex actually puts out quite a few games. And, you know, I'm I'm impressed with what uh, Stanislaw has done with this as, as one guy. I know I couldn't do that sort of thing. So, you know, kudos to him on uh, starting a project and finishing it and actually putting it out in the world. I know it's hard to, you know, get your art out there sometimes. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah, but other than that, I, I have to mirror a lot of your thoughts. It just... I don't know, it felt like it was missing something. And it was also missing a key ingredient in the bathrooms, which is a toilet, which was kind of odd to me. That was weird. It looked like they had these weird black things on the floor that may or may not have supposed to have been drains. (laughs) So that being said, I think I got it figured out. It wasn't a cabin. It was a model home that hadn't been completed yet. (laughs) They hadn't had a chance to install the toilets. And for some reason, the, uh, the contractor who was working on it, which is you, uh, was sleeping in there because he was between homes right now because his girlfriend kicked him out. Let's say that. I'll buy that. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that being said, I guess the rating I'd have to give it is I'm I'm going with Hazardous as well. It had potential. And I feel like uh, the more of these games that Stan works on, uh, the more quality we're going to see come out of them. But right now... To coin a phrase from uh, Randy Jackson, it's a little pitchy for me, dog. So, yeah, <laughs> not feeling it. Yeah. Okay, well, with that said, uh, we both gave that a hazardous. So let's move on. Uh, this is your official spoiler warning. Everything else we have from here on out is probably going to be spoiler heavy, but that may be a good thing if it prevents you from playing a game you wouldn't like. That's right. <laughs> So, again, I'll go back to, you know, now that we're getting into spoilers, I thought the cabin itself looked all right, especially given, like you said, as a one-man team, but the monster. Oh, man. Oh, that monster. <laughs> that monster. All right. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll let you finish your thought, and I'll go back to what I think about the monster, because I have several thoughts about this monster. <laughs> well, okay, so visually, I, I was I was okay with the 
environmental aesthetic for a lot of the other stuff, especially in the house or the cabin or the model home. And then as you're playing through, occasionally, spoilers, this monster jumps out and kills you repeatedly, and then you wake up in the bed again. The monster just looks terrible. I mean, he looks like something they loosely based off the zombies in Dying Light, but worse than what it looks is the voice of it, because it sounds like he's trying to be a human, but he's really not, and it's just bad voice modulation and bad acting. It is just, it was startling when he jumped out at you, but, but if you could see him from a distance, which you especially on the level where you're supposed to be hitting the computer consoles, you saw him a lot. And it just wasn't scary. It was, this is just bad. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For our listeners that are familiar with David Lewandowski's work, he has these little short films called like Going to the Store and My Summer Vacation and that sort of thing. And it's just this terrible, uh, it's like a 3D model just going through these real world environments. But he just looks so glitchy and just so messed up. And his arms are flailing around and flapping. He gets in his car and his car's like upside down and it's just kind of like swerving around. But you can tell he did it all on purpose. I hope that Stan did this on purpose because if he did, it's brilliant. Because the thing, the monster, the zombie, whatever the thing is, it runs like a Double D from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. would not disagree and so when i I was sitting in the room with my wife and we're we're playing she's watching me play the game and that first (laughs) jump scare when it's like when it gets you in the washroom or whatever that was like legitimately terrifying like it causes both to kind of like jump up a little bit um so kudos for that but yeah after seeing the monster that first time (laughs) the threat of the monster is more terrifying than actually seeing it because the thing just looked like it wanted to like find a bunny and name him George and pet him until the night broke or something. (laughs) He was crashing through walls and everything. The hit detection was just way off. And my goodness, the running, the running. (laughs) What was up with with your own characters running too? It just felt like you were, I don't know, all of a sudden you became the Flash. (laughs) You're going down these hallways. But yeah, I, I digress. Let's yeah. What else did you think about it? Like I said, the jump scares were effective in this. The monster was not. There was a game that was. It was a variation of the old text-based games where you're walking through a house and then you find a dresser and you you search through it. Oh, uninvited. You know those old text-based games, and they had early graphical games where you, you you search. You know, search the drawer. You search behind the mirror. You search this and that to find things. And it almost kind of felt like one of those, except you couldn't do anything. You know, they had, they had. oh, there's a piece of plywood here covering a big hole on the wall. I, I don't remember having seen this. I can't do anything with it. Right. Oh, there are these bolt cutters on the floor. I see them. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to do something with them. I can't pick them up. Right, right. I wonder when I will be able to. <laughs> I know and if I saw a giant monster running around the ho- a house, I would want to pick up bolt cutters or something else heavy just so I can have it to swing up. <laughs> but you know. Yes. And then I just spent a lot of time wandering around the house because it didn't seem like... Okay, so you find the note. You find a note in the living room that says, Oh, don't feel bad about this accident. It wasn't your fault. And we know Tom will wake up eventually. (laughs) Which was weird because it seems like you become Tom later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I I don't know what they're going for there. Maybe they just forgot about that note it was uh, that didn't work for me but uh, I just felt like I spent the game walking around in circles waiting for something to happen that just wasn't happening half the time right right 
It just, um, it lacked flavor. I don't know. Just, yes, yeah, kind of bland. But the price was right. So yes. that was good. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like you were supposed to do something or hit a certain trigger point. And literally, I just, sometimes I would walk around circles five, six, seven times, checking everything. Okay, can I, can I interact with this? Can I interact with that? And just walking around in circles before something would finally happen. Yeah. You know, I touched on how it definitely felt like it was uh, inspired heavily by PT earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do appreciate the fact that it didn't just confine you to the house and you know, have you walk around the hallway and everything like that. It did open up to the to the basement area, too. So that was, you know, at least it was a, a little change of pace, you know. Yeah. Because I, I remember thinking, OK, if this is it. If this is just going to be like a half hour of this, I'm going to be sorely disappointed because <laughs> I've been here. I've done this and I've done it with Resident Evil, that demo as well. So I didn't need to do it again. <laughs> you know, you know, you mentioned the basement and we eventually did get to go to the basement. What did you think about that level? I thought it was just kind of barren. Like, really, just everything just felt like, OK, this is a nice little jumping off point. It, it almost felt like a doom level too you know with all the hallways and the way that they they kind of just like led to different places and everything um except doom was fun and you could actually kill monsters in it that's true and your guy had a nice little swagger where he rocked back and forth yeah i wish there was some way you could actually interact with the monster the jump you know they're just catching you and then going to the little loading screen and and putting you back to where you were and is it just me or it felt like it just kind of puts you in a random location too in that level um, every time I hacked a terminal and then would die afterwards, it put me back right by the door you're supposed to go through. Um, and the door had an icon above it with a, a red and green circle lights for how many things you've hacked. It oh. seemed like it always put me right there, but I was turned a different direction when it would put me there. So sometimes I was looking left, sometimes I was looking right, sometimes I was looking straight ahead during the, the for the three different corridors that could go from there. But it seemed like it always put me there at least. Yeah, I don't know. It just kept dropping me in random places in the uh, in the hall. So yeah, it was a little disorienting. Yeah, you have no map, you have no way to discern which way you're going. All you know is you have to hack these three terminals, and like you said, there's the light above the door that lets you know which how many you've done. So the only saving grace there, I'd have to say, is the fact that they don't make you start over hacking yes. the terminals when you die. So yeah, because that would have been like I would have thrown the keyboard if that were the case. <laughs> oh, and it was okay. So I liked the aesthetic of the house. Yeah. I liked that they tried something different with the with the basement. The basement wasn't scary. No, it was just annoying. Right. It was just because it's this plain looking basement, and this monster's constantly running after you. And they tell you, "Oh, hey, you could use shift to run, which is great, but you know you have to spend ten seconds hacking each of these computer terminals for some reason to open up the door." Um, and it wasn't scary. It wasn't intense. It wasn't frightening. It's just. Okay, I know he's going to kill me in three seconds. I just hope I could hack this thing before he gets to me. Oh, no, I didn't. Let's do it all again. Over and over and over. Yes. I also thought it was kind of interesting how um, the developer put in the actual notes about how long it should take you to finish the game. Well, maybe that's so people just wouldn't give up. It's almost done. I've almost got this. (laughs) Like, just hold on. We're almost there. It's fine. Oh man, so yeah, I don't know what. What was the next part? Was it the uh, the jumping uh, puzzle? Well, yeah, the, it, but you, you get. I can't remember if you get killed immediately 
or or what happens, but I think you die again, and then somehow it goes into a jumping puzzle. I don't remember if that was in the office or if or if that was after you go through that door. Man, um, nothing and, like uh, first person jumping puzzles. Yeah, where physics don't work as well as one would hope. And at this point, basically through notes and through things that have been said, you learn that oh, hey, you're not Tom's friend. You're actually Tom. You're probably in a coma. Maybe you should try to wake up. Maybe not. And apparently if you get to the end of the puzzle, then you could wake up, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. It's weird. With, oh, I should also ask you, with the safe, did you automatically realize that you had to use the numerical pad, type in the code, or... There was a numerical pad. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, like, on your physical keyboard. Like, did you did you realize that automatically, or was it like... All right, how am I doing this? <laughs> I I never figured there. I, I knew there was a safe there, and I tried messing with it, and I kept like hitting different buttons, and nothing would happen. And then I kept like lighting matches and getting afraid. Am I going to run out of matches? Oh and man, yeah. I, I we never completely figured. forgot about the matches. So <laughs> what was it like? Fifteen seconds? Those things would last. If if that, yeah. Yeah, and I kept expecting something to be in front of me when I lit a match, but that never quite came true. Yeah. Or, or that if you didn't light a match in time that something would happen and that didn't happen either. Right. Yeah, you just stand there in the dark just chilling. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, man. The, the match thing. My... Uh, yeah. That was just kind of pointless to me, but whatever. Um, Yeah, so we find out we're not... Well, we are Tom or we're Tom and we're still in a coma. That's the impression I got. I'm not sure that they had a solid idea of what was in mind when they're creating the game, but that's the impression I got. But then somehow it leads us to this jumping puzzle. <laughs> First person jumping puzzles, man. Gotta love them. Mm-hmm. And what's even better, there's there's a little teaser promising more. Please no. <laughs> but this time there's chains. I don't know if this is like a whole build up to an SM thing. I hope not, because yeah, that's that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, they were they were completely they they were not sexy time chains. I I, I can't say I've ever. Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. But we would like to remind our fans that this show is uh, rated uh, E for everyone. So uh, <laughs> we're not going to get into that yes. aspect. Of the... <laughs> yeah, man. Just yeah. I I don't know. There were so many. It seems like wasted opportunities and dumping puzzle just seemed like a. It seemed like a cop out, like you know, like hey, I gotta get this game done. Let's put some platforms in here. Hopefully, it'll stall you, and you'll feel like this game is worth your time. You know, it just seems like you know maybe the rainbows and unicorns was the only random level that he forgot to add in. It just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. I want that DLC now. I pay money for the rainbow and unicorn level for Mind's Eyes. <laughs> Well, now we know what survival horror to make. <laughs> there you go, man. That is survival horror to some people, you know? Just, I don't know if you watch wrestling, but the New Day, you know, they, they come out with the rainbows and unicorns all the time. Some people are terrified of that, man. It can, it can be threatening. But yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I Again, I, I, I enjoyed the price point of this game, and it wasn't the worst way to spend half an hour. It was short. It was to the point. It's an indie game, so you kind of feel good about supporting an indie artist, even though we're not really supporting him. We're just kind of playing his project here. Yeah, I mean, he's somebody to keep an eye on. I definitely <laughs> will, if, if only to find more content for digital dumpster diving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, we, we also want to be able to find content that we can 
you know, highly recommend to our listeners. Yes. And someday, maybe. Recommend but that content? day is not today. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> they want to recommend content to them that they can enjoy while sober. <laughs> well, but, you know, I, I will say again that, you know, if anything, this game got me wanting to play some better survival horror games. Um, so uh, when is the full version of PT coming out? Mm. T- too soon? Oh, man. Much too soon. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you people can't see me at home, but I'm shaking my fist at Konami right now. And <laughs> There's so many fist-shakeable reasons to shake your fist at Konami right now. <laughs> So mad, you know, completely off topic, but I got to get it off my chest, man. They made an HD version Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, and it lives inside of a pachinko machine. All these beautiful cutscenes, <sighs> you know, the whole ending with Big Boss and the, the field of flowers and everything. It's on a pachinko machine. We'll never see it unless we go to Japan. Or, you know, we could just start our own arcade and get some pachinko machines. I see that's something to start that's something to establish an Indiegogo for. We need to get that going right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes we do. But since you mentioned it. So uh we do also have an Indiegogo for our trip to CES. Yes. Uh yes, to we help do. us provide high quality coverage. Um not only to you know for our cost to get out there, but to improve some equipment. A new voice box for me, so I sound slightly more melodious. <laughs> Man, so we're looking to raise like what? A hundred grand? No, I'm kidding. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but yeah, folks, you know, we really appreciate anything that you can uh share with us. You know, we this is my first time going to CES. Uh they used to have a similar show here in Chicago that I went to when I was very, very young. And uh, you know, at that moment I knew that I wanted to be in this environment. I wanted to be where the games are being discussed, where people are as passionate about uh, gaming and electronics and just technology as I am. And CES is the place to be. So if you folks want to help uh, Digital Dumpster Diving get there, if you want to help Agents of Game get there, if you want to help GCPD get there, you know, by all means, you know, throw a few bucks our way and uh, I promise we will put it to good use. Speaking of that, I don't know what kind of foods there might be in Las Vegas, but could we potentially get a restaculous commitment out of this? Oh, it's done. It is done. I know just the spot to take you to. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. But we'll uh, leave that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> My curiosity is piqued. Yes. Well, speaking of piquing curiosity, uh, for the next episode, uh, in case you want to experience it with us, we're going to be watching Z for Zachariah, which is available on Amazon Prime. It stars uh, Chris Pine. Margot Robbie and Chiwetel Ifyajor. Yes. I probably should have been looking at it when I read that. But. No, you. That was perfect. Hundred percent. Good job. <laughs> no, I would. I would hope that he has a sense of humor enough to know. Like this is some people from simple cultures like us, uh, like ours here in America, may trip over the more eloquent names uh, that we're not used to. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you know, speaking of some people from cultures like us who aren't particularly cultured, <laughs> if it were me, I would just go by Chewy because how awesome would that be? Man, I'm saying that's like that's a nickname that you want to fall into, and he did right there. <laughs> you know, that's that's my goal in life. So last episode we discussed that my goal is to get 
on one of Asylum Films projects. So my goal for this episode is to become <laughs> cool enough with Chiwetel Ejiofor to call him Chewie and not have him knock me out. <laughs> well, you know, how cool of a story would that be? Even if he did knock you out, that'd be a great story. Maybe he'll be at CES. So once again, folks, <laughs> if you want to help me get to CES, meet Chiwetel, and get possibly, potentially knocked out, We'll make sure to get it all on film for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it's not on film, it didn't happen. <laughs> hey, well, thanks everyone for joining us. Insert random catchphrase here. <laughs> yeah, folks, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you in the dumpster. No? Okay. We'll keep trying. <laughs> we'll keep on trying till we get a freaking catchphrase. <sighs> we'll get one. We will. We promise. <laughs> well, Dave, where can folks find you and your work? Uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at DaveAliciousAOG or agentsofgame.com has pretty much all my stuff or on Facebook, you know, it's all this, it all leads to the same place. Right on, and folks can find me on Twitter at GCPDMatt. Go to MightyInc.net, you'll see this podcast and my new project since last we spoke. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. So all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us once again. Stay tuned for the world premiere of the first ad of the Versus the Universe podcast network. If you know Versus the Universe, you know it's going to be entertaining. So check it out. Stick around. And thanks. This show is a part of the Versus the Universe network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to VersusTheUniverse.com. That's VSTheUniverse.com. You got your headphones on? Good. Now let's get on with the show.